It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at Steedy the NFL on Twitter, and of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And I'm on my own today, as Ryan's in Germany, in Deutschland. Um, but I thought I'd get on anyway um, and talk about this game. Dear Jesus, what a lot to to decombobulate for this whole goddamn thing. So I don't know. I went through the game again. I went through the highlights again because we're all on Twitter. Um, yesterday and there was just some plays even that i missed uh with you know being on the twitter box and trying to get the stuff out and um, stuff on my own twitter and um, that i took a bit of heat for um which was a bit concerning and when i went through the game again i kind of proved myself right and i i heard the stuff from a number of fans and i think it's the bj raji syndrome and um, the clay matthews syndrome perhaps where a player holds an awful lot of stock with fans and then the minute you criticize any you know the player's play then you get it in the neck and that's kind of what i faced personally uh, when i asked for number 21 to be returned to the field i don't know uh, there's something about this game and some good plays and bad plays and i think the interception by clinton dix kind of nullified for an awful lot of people who I don't know, I don't want to say like World wasn't the game as closely as I was because we're all watching the game uh, but certainly it sort of shocked me a bit that people were, I don't know, I didn't get a lot of reaction I guess, but just some um, and that kind of shocked me, but I guess the, probably the best way to go through it would be is to go through a quarter by quarter um, because what really stands out is that going into the fourth quarter we were 20 uh, to 7 up on the Vikings and Kirk Cousins came back, I guess I need to stop saying I guess for goddamn God's sake. Um, early impressions are Kirk Cousins is for real. Um, I think I've mentioned on a podcast before the brother-in-law was a Washington fan, let me say. And, you know, I don't know. I, there was a lot of bad blood there, I think, because he kind of made it known that he didn't want to play for Washington. Um, so I guess the fan base didn't cr- really like him. But early impressions, Kirk Cousins looks like the real deal. He's worth the cash. There was definitely some, we definitely left points on the board for sure. We should have closed this game out. And dare I say it, if Aaron Rodgers was fully healthy, I think he just would have been more open and free to run riot. Um, and after the purchase that the, the Vikings got was under pressure up front, although the offensive line again, um, early impressions on this podcast were fantastic. There was some questionable penalties uh, on Bakhtiari and Taylor. Um, but certainly the one on Taylor was BS. Uh, the one on Bakhtiar was probably fair enough. I expected more penalties, to be honest, on the O-line because with an injured quarterback, you know, you do what you can to try to protect the sack. Um, and sometimes that sort of kicks up more holding penalties. But I didn't really see that in this game, which was good. But honestly, another, like the touchception, I guess, this is what I thought would be breaking point. I thought I'd be, you know, coming on the podcast and talking about how oh, you know, such a BS play and they reviewed it and they realised that it was not just a lot of balls, you know, and that they had to change it. Kind of like the touch steps and the replacement refs. But the NFL have actually doubled down um, as I come to the podcast talking about how they're going to put this play on tape and send it out. But before I get to the, the play about Clay and to what other the players are saying about it, let me run through quarter by quarter, I guess. And not to bore people, I know you've all watched the game, but just to give you kind of my impressions as as the game wore on as to what I felt. And let's see if you feel the same. So opened up with a run, which was normal, um, sort of short passes, run game. Let Aaron Rodgers settle down a little bit, especially against that fierce Vikings defense. 
Jamal Williams, you know, he did really well. I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but Jamal Williams seemed like a player to me is that anytime he had the ball, just when he looked like he was going to be downed, he got that extra maybe, you know, two, three yards, which was great um, on the day. Uh, so we used him in the pass game for the first play of the game, and then he had some good runs, you know, getting first downs, running for eight yards. Then Randall Cobb, as elusive as ever, yards after the catch, he's an absolute yak master. Um, you know, then that gives us the play action when we're going to Jamal Williams and Adams has that drop early on in the game you know which is nothing to really write home about the chap lit it up uh, later on in the game uh, J.K. Scott comes in solid punt uh, a defense come on Kenny Clark uh, Martinez fantastic run stuff and the run stuff on the day was pretty top notch uh, Dalvin Cook is an absolute weapon you know he was a uh, in the running before he got injured last year certainly for the rookie of the year offensive player of the year um, before we got that injury um, Alexander versus Diggs very impressive um, Jair Alexander in this game he gave up some chunk plays uh, but by and large he was quite good and certainly looks to be a weapon for the future and I have to say the same for Josh Jackson uh, he was in aggressively on Cook as well and did quite well uh, third and long Gilbert and Alexander then come away with the sack they're credited with half a sack each and I just love the way Alexander wrapped up Kirk Cousins on that one uh, jumping high to prevent any type of notion of passing the ball and did really well. Next play, um, Allison gets that block. Um, and Josh Jackson's all over for the touchdown. Now, the comms said that he was a ball hawk on defense. And that's right. We've seen it in the preseason. He was coming out with some good stuff. Um, some trepidation. Word of the podcast. Um, in the preseason about him being a bit handsy. But certainly, that hasn't translated to game time. Which is odd as well. Because the refs seem to be kind of throwing flags on everybody um, in this game. Um, and the games this season. It's pretty shocking stuff. Um so I was impressed with Allison on this because I think he got his first actual catch of the game in the third quarter, um, but he came away with some with a with a nice play on this one. You know, really putting his his tools on the line, not his tool. And um, the fact that he put his hand out and blocked this down, um, you know, for a receiver to do that is, is a brave play. And then Josh Jackson, a nice instinctive play then uh, to come away with it and get the touchdown. Um, it was short lived though. Um, we some nice run stuff, and there was a you know a second and three that we held up Cook, uh, which was very impressed by. But the Vikings ultimately go down, um, and get that touchdown, which, uh, you know King, got turned around on it, and then Haha Clinton Dix, was just nowhere to be found, and doing his usual throwing hands up in the air. Now, not don't mean to come down hard on Clinton Dix in this, um, podcast, and I was trying to earn a living, but I just felt that he was you know he he played too far off the line. Um, and then in plays that he gave up, I just felt that it was just a, I don't know, it, I, he's just caught napping or something. So second quarter, uh, Jimmy Graham gets a nice eight yarder. Um, there's a penalty on Cobb, big completion to Adams, and then Adams gets a touchdown with just fantastic footwork. Um, kind of what we've seen against the Bears, where catches the ball, he's still got a lot to do. He's looking at two defenders, gets some nice uh, footwork, and gets in for the touchdown. Um, and then this is followed up then on defense with a great play by King who stretches out um, and makes a fantastic play to make himself big and to prevent Diggs from getting a big play down the sideline. Um, J.K. Scott, this is in the second quarter where he has an absolute boomer um, wanted by the Green Bay Police Department for hitting planes on the way by. Uh, unbelievable stuff. There was like over a five second hang time on that um, and really flipped the field. And we saw him do this a couple of times in this game. Very impressed with him. Um, so then... This is the, the same quarter that we see sort of the Vikings get a bit desperate. Cousins tries to pass it off to the ref almost. Um, and then it's a third and 10 and uh, Martinez almost picks the, the play off. So this is where the ref decisions really start to come in. So there's a pass interference 
um, on Graham for a big gain that isn't called. And on the very next play, Adams is done for a pass interference, which is pretty brave. Um, so that that's the start of the madness, um, I guess. And then there's third and seven then where Matthews gets a load of pressure, who Matthews did look lively in this game. Now, I know if you go on to pro football focus, they were saying that he's pretty ineffective, but I thought he made himself busy and made Kirk Cousins make some throws. Uh, ultimately, this time, he gets off a third and seven to Thielen, who was just wide open. And again, that was bad coverage from Dix. Dix comes in um, and tries to pull the ball away from a kind of a bit of a half um effort. And, you know, that's what made me remark on my own personal Twitter, I guess, the fact that he looked to be missing in the sense that the touchdown could be attributable to him um, not giving help. And then, you know, a big gain like this is a third and seven. We're getting the pressure. Matches is all up in his face. And then we give it away. Ultimately, it came to nothing. Uh, Daniel Carlson, who since got let go, uh, which is cold as ice, uh, missed the field goal from 48 yards. And uh, Jesus, if anyone saw the, and if you haven't seen it, go see it. And Mike Zimmer comes out and the press ask him after he lets Daniel Carlson go, um, which he was 0 for 3 on the day, by the way. Um, two from about 48, 49 yards and one on a chip shot effectively to win the game. Um, and he looks like a young lad too, so it's kind of bad when you're ragging on him, you know, because he's kind of looks about 15 years of age. But uh, they asked him, you know, why did he get let go? And he just goes, "Did you see the game?" And they said, "Yeah, well, was it a was it a difficult decision or was it easy?" He said, "No, pretty easy." Uh, so it's cold as ice. So um, then there's the roughing of the passer on Rogers on the next um, drive, and then Montgomery does two really nice consecutive big play. Um, big plays and then Crosby comes on and gets the field goal at the half to make it 26 so that's half the game gone folks I'm not going to be waxing too lyrical but that's pivotal right that roughing the passer on Rodgers this is what makes McCarthy come out after the the total BS call on Clay Matthews later in the game um, to say that look there's two factors really one is that Aaron Rodgers was injured by the Vikings bar we all know that well and good at this stage and um, week six last year where the ball had well gone and Barr went and smushed Aaron Rodgers into the ground and it was him falling heavy on him that really did the damage. So that's what McCarthy's coming at from a head coaching point of view in the you know post-press game conference when he's asked about it to say it's all about keeping the quarterback safe and yada, yada, yada. But from a defensive point of view, it just starts to get impossible. So the one on Rodgers apparently was very similar uh, to the one that was called with Matthews and Kirk Cousins. I don't particularly buy it. Um... And I guess our, our, you know, our hearts were out really when it came to Rodgers in that game. So, of course, we're going to be like, oh, you know, great call. But really, in retrospect, you'd have to look at to see, dear Jesus, how our defense supposed to play the game. Anyway, that's what's pivotal, I think, in McCarthy coming out post-game and sort of half defending what the NFL are doing. Now, the foul on um, Matthews, we'll get on to later. Anyway, third quarter, uh, King's off with the groin injury and this is where it kind of makes a downturn. Devon House is on and we see that come and bite us in the arse later. Uh, Clark gets his sack, is looking pretty pretty nifty. Uh, does a punt fumble by Cobb, uh, but he does a great effort then on first down on the next play. Uh, there's a third and three to Jimmy Graham down the sideline. He's wide open. Um, Gmo gets his first catch um of this game eight minutes um into the third quarter which is a bit shocking um and then adams makes an absolutely lights out play in the middle of the field um and he gets smacked then for a penalty and they get a big gain this is where we have the jimmy graham uh, touchdown that's ruled out for a holding play um which is again absolute load of balls there's no real holding on that play and then crosby comes in for the field goal we're still up 20 to 7 um you know four points dropped on that one again a very questionable ref call so again, we see the pass interference 
um, with Adams, you know, the no pass interference called on Graham, then the holding call called on this. So there's, you know, three, four big massive plays so far that are complete BS, um, certainly by my reckoning. Then Daniels pulls out of a sack um, of Kirk Cousins and he came out and defended it later. I think it's one of two plays that Daniels does this in the game. And, oh, you know, fairness to Daniels with, with the rules that are after coming out. Kirk Cousins looks like he gets the ball away, um, but he manages to salvage the play. And then there's another one where I think it happens, something similar. But I think a guy in the media called Daniels out for this and he comes out in fairness to him and sort of reiterates, you know, what his thought process was, which was great to get that insight from Mike Daniels. Uh, third and five, um, Reggie Gilbert almost gets the sack. Uh, the ball goes to uh, Threadwell, who was pretty shocking on the day, and he, he drops the ball. So a real kind of get a jail free card. And to end the third quarter analysis is Alexander gives up uh, a pretty big play to Thielen, uh, which kind of sets up the Tiggs touch, uh, the Diggs touchdown play uh, just after that in the fourth quarter. So again, that's on Alexander. But again, you can't really knock the guy so much because, you know, pretty fantastic coverage all game, especially on Stefan Diggs, who looked uncoverable for the older um cornerbacks so Diggs gets the touchdown but again i can't really f uh, fault tremont williams on this play who was covering him um because it's just unbelievable footwork from Diggs. he's kind of you know flipping and flopping around by the line of scrimmage and makes the play catches the ball low and goes in for the touchdown um so then randall cobb makes a fantastic play on the slant to get a big gain geronimo allison gets a big gain williams run hard and gets some big gains aaron Rodgers makes the run and and i was surprised by this one as well in the fourth quarter because um, anthony barr had the chance to really clobber him as he was going out of bounds which you'd expect the the vikings to do certainly Barr to do as we've seen in his history but him and aaron Rodgers kind of had some words a bit of argy bargy and it looks like that bar is kind of showing that respect to Rodgers not to really try damage him as he was going out. Would have been called for the foul, but, you know, maybe could have clinched that game for the Vikes, albeit put a dark cloud over it. Um, so Williams is stopped on a third and two. And then Crosby, again, balls a steal, comes out uh, 23 to 14. Um, so then Clark bats down the Cousins pass. And it really still looks like it's all going our way until this play. Touchdown to Stefan Diggs. Um, he beats House, just makes an absolute arse of him, who replaced King in this game. And Bryce, again, who's to lend support in a single high safety, uh, just flips his hips the wrong way, gives Cousins the kind of, you know, permission, I guess, to go to go that way. He sees the, the favourable matchup. Um, and again, it's 23-21 all of a sudden. Um, so there's only a two-point game in it, um, which is pretty shocking coverage from House, but again, expecting that sort of help um, over the top from from Bryce and again it's one of two really calamitous big plays that are given up that I think can be laid at the feet of Kentrell Bryce who again has played fantastic in stretches uh, but just moments like this I think is is what it's all about and in fairness to Dom Capers back in his day he you know they'd kill us by paper cuts when Dom Capers was there by and large you know they'd be just getting up chunk yards it looks like we couldn't stop the usual 8-12 little chunky plays whereas it looks like on these plays it's just completely busted where we get beaten on you know 75 yarders anyway after this Jimmy Graham comes on leaps to defender um a really nice play by Jimmy Graham he was really, you know, struggling hard in this game, trying to um, trying to make some big plays. Uh, then there's a penalty on on third and long, and then Gmo completes, and then Crosby out again. The old reliable uh, makes it a 26-21 game uh, with two minutes and 13 seconds left to go in the fourth quarter. Unbelievable. So then Kaha Clinton Dix comes down with the interception, and we hit the two-minute warning. Um, a good play by Clinton Dix, and uh, nice and cool to come down with that ball at uh, the right place at the right time. Um, and then... 
uh, Rogers, th see this is another part that kind of killed us was the time management so for what we can say about the ref decisions we kind of shot ourselves in the foot when it comes to you know clock management um, and some really dodgy play calling and this has to be one of those moments Rogers takes two shots into the end zone um, to Devontae Adams now one of these was Xavier Rhodes was all over Adams before the the ball arrived, um, you know, questionable call, could have been called, wasn't sort of skirting the edge. And then the other one went in and Adams looked like he he had it and it ended up being sort of bobbled away from him, um, which was a shame. Uh, but again, just just bonkers clock management. You know, you're, you're under two minutes now. You run the ball. We were running the ball really, really well as well with Jamal Williams. Ty Montgomery had just ridiculous uh, statage when it came to... Um, yards per carry so i really don't understand why that wasn't attack here to just see the game out anyway uh, crosby comes on um, it's 29 21 and um, it's effectively a two score game uh, albeit the two point conversion as we'll see went them and bite us in the arse so then uh, cousins makes a dodgy play there's this pressure up front um, and alexander gets that pick and that would have been absolute game over and this is where the uh, clay matches play comes into it so we you know we've looked at the tape ourselves we can see the footage Um, you know the ball is still not released by the time that clay matches has his arms almost wrapped around him but apparently the clay has been called by basically pulling the quarterback into you lifting him slightly ever so slightly and then landing on him now um the thing about it is, is I mean, as it's been highlighted by Aaron Nagler and all the other analysts, you can see Clay Matthews kind of lets him down gently. He wraps up around the midriff quite well. It seems like a completely perfect hit. I mean, and, you know, in the nature of the sort of bang-bang play uh, in the NFL, the fact that, I don't know how the refs could deem that as, a, like, that is a pivotal play by Clay um, at that at that point. And it's the second week in a row. The first one was, a, was just a dumb-headed play by him. This one, I think, was he's vindicated by looking at the tape. And I just can't get over the fact that the NFL have doubled down on it, to be honest. And I think everybody feels the same way. Like, you know, th this whole thing that he picked him up and drove him into the ground is complete balls. Um, and it, it still stood. And that game would have been over. Um, and I'll, I, you know what? I'll read some of the commentary that some of these um, players have come out with. So in fairness to him, Morrison came out and said... Uh, they're trying to send us out the tapes. The solution is to let us play football. Quarterbacks, they've got on pads. They've got on a helmet too. I know they make a lot of money, but this is all men in sport. We can't treat one man like a princess and the other man as if we need to respect the princess. I see it as every dog should be equal. If you've got on pads and a helmet, it's all a go. I can understand the hitting in the helmet. I agree with that 100%, but this is tough. No offense to any female listeners and no offense to any bona fide princesses. Meghan Markle, if you're listening hashtag no offense um so pretty strong words from morrison there basically just saying that you should be able to have some degree of physicality to the game yes we understand that you need to protect the quarterbacks yes that play last year by aaron Rodgers was complete uh, bs as well but again the ball had long gone um, and i don't really understand it in fact watching the highlights um of the patriots jaguars game there was a, a sack on tom brady very early on um that was even more questionable this and wasn't called and it's the inconsistency along with the just just ridiculousness i guess um and clay came out after that and said that look basically i don't know what to do he didn't want to talk too much about it because he didn't want to get fined um but i feel for the guy you know um it's just a really it's a really just ridiculous play now i do get the rationale that a game shouldn't really come down to one play 
and I guess it doesn't because we see later on that there's a couple of opportunities for the Packers to win this game still. But when you're up uh, coming into the fourth quarter, 20-7, to seven, you know, not unless you're Aaron Rodgers, really, you shouldn't be letting this game go, albeit, again, kind of a caveat. I understand how good this Vikings team was and how good Kirk Cousins um, was in this game. So anyway, after this uh, call... Whitehead makes a fantastic play on Cook and the ball bobbles up. And although it's only a half chance, Wilkerson drops a potential interception, which would have uh, sealed the game. And then the next play, Alexander drops what looks like uh, a pretty good half chance for an interception as well. And then all of a sudden, the Thielen touchdown occurs, which was just a, again, like, you know, Kirk Cousins got folded over after he made this play um, down the field to Thielen. Alexander's on the coverage and um, he doesn't really get his head around to find out where the ball is but again Kentrell Bryce comes across you can see him track the ball the whole way an out, outstretched arm would have knocked the ball away but for whatever reason he doesn't make the play he pulls out last minute which looks like now I hear commentary saying that it looks like he's trying to pull away he doesn't want to hit the defender before he gets the ball but in fact I think he's only in danger really of hitting uh, Jair Alexander which he which he glances when he pulls his arm away and kind of goes into him. But I think there was he was tracking the ball the whole way. I honestly, to God, do not understand why he didn't put the hand out and slap that ball down. It was like in the Ravens game. Um, one of the Ravens player, the ball comes into the end zone on the hail mary, and he slaps the ball up into the air. It's one of those plays that when it's explained to you, you're kind of thinking it probably didn't happen. I'd say that's contentious, but if you look at that play. And you can slow it down or speed it up. It's literally a slap away into the sideline. And that would prevent any of that. So then Diggs come in. It's a two-point conversion. Williams is on the coverage. And Diggs didn't really help either. Um, I would say it's kind of inexcusable when you have the likes of Diggs, uh, Diggs and Thielen um, on these plays. And you're not doing something to really smother these players. Um, because Treadwell really couldn't get out and going. Um, but credit Aaron Rodgers and the offense. Um, Williams makes a big run Graham with a big catch Adams with a nice catch on the sideline Crosby comes out and gets iced um, and makes that kick now that kick again albeit a long kick Crosby uh, being the veteran that he is hits the ball um, he and he can see that it's drifting off to the right and it just pips inside the post so when he's iced and this is by his own admission as well you can see him that he deliberately hits the ball slightly more left so that it'll drift back in is what he thinks with the wind because it had been sort of whipping up all day uh, he was perfect on the day as well up to this point and lo and behold it stays left and um, which is what we can see happen to carlson um so again i feel bad for the dude because all of his kicks went off to the right but there was something about and i don't mean to get all psychological about it but there's something about him in this game if you're watching back to highlights carlson almost has that kind of defeated uh nature about him you can see in his kickoffs it's kind of when he kicks it off it's like his body almost gives out um so i guess we could see this well certainly from looking back at it with hindsight i could almost see it in him um that you know his, his confidence wasn't that high um, which is obviously what the Vikings saw when in overtime they brought the you know the play right down as close as they could with time uh, running out. So Carlson gets on an overtime, misses a 49-yarder, um, and then Rodgers muffs the snap then on the next series on a second and uh, one, uh, which becomes a third and four, um, and then he gets blitzed, blitzed and sacked. Now again, this is sort of where you see this game of inches, where you know if we made that play on the second and one, I think Rogers got potentially kind of spooked a bit by uh, Harrison Smith being so close, 
and um, because the minute Aaron dropped on that ball, Smith came up and tapped him down. So, um, he was you know he wasn't picked up at all. Harrison Smith and a fantastic player. Um, not that Aaron Rodgers is scared of anybody, but the fact that he probably was looking downfield to try get that ball off pretty lively, and that's what caused the um the drop there. And then with the the blitz, I think if Aaron was to be able to get that ball out um quick, well then he had an awful lot of options open. But it's easier said than done, and it was just a great play by the Vikings D. Um, so J.K. Scott uh, punts it, gets a touchback. And at this stage, with this drive with the Vikings, rightly so, I guess, the, the Packers' defense looked absolutely gassed. Um, and they marched down, which I felt that they they could have even got away with a touchdown on this. You know, Diggs makes a massive gain. Thielen gets a massive big gain again, which is busted coverage by uh, Kentrell Bryce. Um, and then Alexander puts in a, a good hit on Diggs to, to stop progression there. So it looks like it's it's done for the Vikes. Um, it looks like they could potentially get a touchdown. They bring out Carlson and he misses that 35-yard uh, field goal, which again seals his career with the Vikings and potentially in the NFL, um, which I feel bad for the guy, especially after banging out a meme to say that Antonio Brown is potentially a better kicker, um, which was a bit of a gag, but then the guy actually lost his job, which uh, is no real laughing matter. So again, the kind of takeaways from this game was the offensive line, fantastic. Aaron Rodgers still working his wonders. Uh, Kentrell Bryce, you know, gave up some really big plays. The the Thielen play, the, the Diggs play, potentially, you know, just an outstretched arm on the Thielen play. Again, I'd love to hear what his opinion is on it. Um, and then the sort of, you know, no help given to Devon House, um, who was completely gassed. So I guess any notions that Devon House was going to come in um, and really step in for the likes of Kevin King and be serviceable um, is questionable. But again, a real um, servant to the uh, to the game in Green Bay and an overall nice guy, Devon House. But we can really see him be exposed, which isn't a bad thing against players like Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, two players that had over 100 yards on the day. I mean, these are lights out players. Um, it's a reason why they're you know called the best duo in the league. Um, so roughing the passer penalties, it's nuts. Um, the Packers have the most roughing the passer penalties in the NFL so far this season. There was 15 of these called in week one and six of them called in week two. Extrapolating that out, according to ESPN uh, stats and information for the season, is 173 of these being called this season. Now, I do feel that they will calm down. However, with that tape being sent, According to the uh, the NFL with Clay Matthews, maybe these goddamn things increase. Who knows? To give you a bit of a an idea of how it went last year, there was seven in week one and two in week two. Um, so already, you know, just a triple, quadruple fold um, of these things. So 109 to finish the season um, last year. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's a bad day for the NFL. And again, for... For a game whose stats and all of these things are struggling. I'm on the radio every Saturday in Ireland. And one of the consistent questions I get asked on Sunshine 106.8 is about the ratings. Because every week or every month the ratings come out. You have Donald Trump um, you know, sitting on the jacks. Sending messages about how crap the NFL is. And how the ratings have gone down. And all this sort of you know poisonous rhetoric from him. This is my opinion. Um, you know, And it's just this doesn't help it really doesn't help and of course you have that dude from the fake wrestling federation is going to come out and try to start his own league and again it seems laughable but then when you see episodes like this and you're kind of thinking you know what what game do people really want to see i just find that as a defensive player it's almost impossible you already don't know what play is being called and you're trying to guess and follow and shadow and play zone and man and now you're dealing with the fact that 
you know, you get to the quarterback and what can you do? We see plays happen like what happened to, to Mike Daniels, you know, where he, he says that he holds off because he doesn't want to give up a big play for roughing the passer. I mean, that's a really, really sad day for the NFL when a guy with, you know, the the heart of a lion in Mike Daniels can't make that play because he's scared that he's going to get called for roughing the passer. Um, it's gone, it's gone ridiculous. And then there was the stat that came out that um, the average quarterback rating for quarterbacks in the NFL so far this season is 105. Uh, when Aaron Rodgers, who has the best career uh, passer rating in the NFL, currently stands at 103. So are you trying to tell me that all of these quarterbacks that have played so far, including Blake Bortles, um, let's leave Fitzmagic out of this, the, the long-lost cousin of Conor McGregor, because he's doing fantastic. Um, are you telling me that all these quarterbacks are, are really better um, than Aaron Rodgers by and large on an average basis? Now, there are lights-out performances from the likes of Patrick Mahomes, who's just super exciting to watch for Kansas City, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick for um, the Bucks. But, I mean, come on. So, I don't know. The The takeaway from this is, is that I see some nice stuff from the defense. I guess we, we really see uh, Petten settling into his groove uh, with this whole playing multiple. Um, I think that the... I don't know the fact that we lost this game is is on chunk yards and it's 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 mental errors I guess from you know a couple of players as opposed to kind of a a schematic thing where the whole thing breaks down you know in both instances Bryce should have been there to help out House and also we you know he should have been there to help out Alexander as well and potentially make that play so that doesn't happen um and again there's some really dodgy calls from the refs so by and large, look, it's a tie. And if you look at what happened to the Lions the week, you know, the weekend and, and how they're doing, um, just some some absolutely tragic stuff from uh from Matt Stafford. Uh ended up losing that game 30 to 27 to the San Francisco 49ers. So and then Chicago again um as well. Don't really look like the the cream of the crop um when it comes to um this division. So we'd see how they get on against uh Seattle. So it really does look like it's it's a it's a two horse race with the Vikings and the Packers. So the fact that they've drawn this game um can only I guess be chalked up to a positive. The negative being that Kevin King has uh, been carted off with an injury, a groin injury at that. So now we've seen uh, both shoulders for King. We've seen the groin injury, an injury that uh, you know really kept out Quinton Rollins and Demarius Randall last year. So these can be tricky things to. Uh, come up against and especially with you know the cover that we have from Devon House uh, would be pretty concerning but let me know on the Twitter um, at SteedyDNFL and at UK Packers uh, what you think um, you know is the game lost I guess to a degree are we being overdramatic after week two in the NFL um, you know what the positives were for you did you like what we did in the run the run game um, are you happy with this defense or do you think that it is a schematic thing uh, with these big plays given up um I don't know. So anyway, um, so a bit of housekeeping. The the meetup in London went really well. Um, so the Hippodrome is an absolute um, fantastic venue. There was a lot of people there. Sean Gale turned up to to troll some of us, uh, which which was great. And I think next on the cards then is going to be the group trip. So we have the special offers that go over to the Pats game, um, and then after that we have Miami coming to Green Bay, which I'm going to be at with the with the lads and ladies um and then we have the la game which is only 950 quid for two people sharing so jump all over that we have the press box polos flying off the shelves absolutely fantastic piece of kit 
Um, and as well as that, so we're, we're promoting it again because we got a fix. So the NFL Europe shop never pay full price. Uh, so we have a 10% off link if you just want to smush that link um, on our homepage. And as well as that, uh, we have a link for Pro Football Focus if you want to get all the stats on the Edge package. Um, so you just go on and click that link from our homepage as well and type in Edge 5 and you'll get a fiver off that package as well, which is the cheapest package. So it's nice to be able to look behind the stats. Um, not only for the Packers, but also who we're playing to kind of get the inside scoop um, on what goes on there. Um, we'd strongly recommend it. Um, so yeah and the nfl europe shop so there's a 10 percent off link if you want to save that thing to your favorites and especially with the christmas just around the corner we've got that fixed again so apologies we don't know most of the time when it goes down until we're told um, and that uh, discount is added to the basket and um, so when you go to your basket go to checkout you'll see the 10 percent off there and um, which is nice and tidy and again if you see that go down do let us know because it can take a couple of days for us to get that back up and running again and um, there's a bit more to it so um i guess that concludes the podcast for today ryan i'll be back on thursday to do a bit of a preview of the washington redskins redskins game but from myself at cddnfl on twitter from the group at uk packers make sure you follow us for those banging memes on at uk packers on instagram and of course follow our facebook which is always popping on game day and there's a private group there as well uh, to get in and have the bands but um yeah i'll talk to you thursday guys thanks for listening